1: helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. Past few shows, I've had guests joining. Today, I'm very jazzed to have the whole show for callers. So I'm excited to hear from voices all around the world. So we'll start here in the U.S. and calling in from Connecticut is Kai. Kai, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Thrilled to have you here. And uh,
2: what is on your mind? Um, so one of the things that is on my mind today is that as we're in this, you know, pandemic um, situation, I, you know, companies are either laying people off or furloughing, or you know, people are working from home, and you sort of have this working from home, and now your your day has kind of expanded. Um, naturally, because there's more time, especially if people have been in shelter in place orders or, and how that looks like. And the people that are sort of left or, you know, um, still working remotely full time, or even, you know, even if you're still in an office full time, you're tending to take on more responsibilities, working longer hours, probably doing a lot more things to bring value to the company. Um, and it seems, very awkward to talk about, you know, if this is going on for another two months, it's already been a couple of months, you know, there's a possibility for it continuing on for quite a bit, how one might actually ask for um, a promotion given the expanded nature of duties that most likely has occurred um, in a lot of workplaces.
1: Great question. Thank you, Kai, for putting that out there. And I think Listeners all around the world are nodding their heads because I think everyone's life is starting to blur. I mean, if friends call, like, doesn't today seem like yesterday? That seemed like the day before. So, mm-hmm. I get the merge of life. Um, so I think this is really an important general topic because I think f- people feel a bit like we're ho- we've been in pause. You know, it's been plus or minus you know sixty days uh, for some, maybe three months. And it's like, what are we waiting? And I think the message here is we, we can't really just wait and be on pause and hold our breaths. So we do need to exhale and think about a way forward, even if it's something that's just immediately in this presence, not necessarily for months and months. So I just want to normalize this for everyone. And um, I think it's important to, um, to have a, this notion of shared reality for the fact that... Um, you're not trying to ask for something, um, and not—I guess what's the right word—to um, not be unsensitive, in, um, to insensitive to folks who don't have jobs, um, to much more critical needs of food and water and shelter for people. So I think there is a, a tone about it that's really important in, in entering the conversation. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So so, and I think it is about normalizing and what you just shared so nicely about the world that we're in and, and, and being one who thinks about what's right for the organization as well as the self. Um, and so it may, you know, I might, I'll try this out here. It might sound like, um, let's, let's see the boss is Joe. Joe, you know, this is, um, we're in a really tough time. You're doing a really great job helping everyone at the organization, you know, adjust to this new environment. And it's, you know, it's tough for all of us. So I have something that's on my mind, and I don't want to come across as insensitive to the uh, situation that's going around in the world, Um, but I also want to honor uh, myself, and I think what this organization is all about in terms of supporting its people. So kind of that's a a setup. Um, And I'd like to to talk about what um, opportunities I might be able to move up into, um, and just pause there before you even get into it, say, you know, is, is this, and just, you can read the body language. Is it okay to be talking about this? And they might say, you know, what? I, I totally hear where you're coming from and we can't just all hold our breath. So yeah, let, let's talk about that. So you're getting a bit of permission along the way. You don't have to dive into the whole thing to just see if it feels right, right? Presuming it's right, a green light, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, I really like that about kind of taking the temperature as you start the conversation,
1: Yeah. I love the temperature check. I'm going to keep that one. Thank you for that. So you're, you're getting green lights. So, and then I think this notion of shared reality, setting it up. I've been just what you've done in your role, just to refresh. They may not remember how long when you joined and all the amazing things you've done. And I think it's important, you know, three things, you know, these are some areas that you've, I've been asked to do, and here's how I crush them. You know, A, and B and C, and not in a boastful way, but in a way to just make sure that the value that you believe you're adding to the organization is something that your boss values. And this is a really important sync up, whether you're asking for promotion or not. Sometimes we think we're adding all this great value, and I'm not saying that you're not, but it may not be perceived as so high value on the other side. So it's really important to sanity check. Lots of things we do are good. The question is, are they great? Are they the highest level of impact that the organization might need or might be expecting. And so lay that on the line. And just, you know, you're looking for, you know, validation, you with me. Right. And so I feel that I've the skills and I'm ready for X, Y, and Z line it up. And uh, I would assume the positive intention. I know you want to consider what if someone doesn't think you're ready, but assume the positive intention that they're like, they're with you because there's no reason to go in a bit meek, a little bit not so confident. And I know a lot of folks come to me like, I'm not really sure. I'm like, well, if you're not really sure, do you think your boss is going to feel sure when that energy comes from you? So I'll pause there for a moment. Yeah. How's that?
2: No, I, I think that is actually really great advice. And um, especially the vanity check resonates with me because I think our work just naturally, no matter what line of business you are, whatever role you're in, your work is obviously first and foremost, you know, top of mind to you. And so everything we like to think that we wouldn't spend eight to 10 or 12 hours a day doing something that's not necessarily valuable. Um, and so to really be honest with yourself in terms of, you know, the vanity aspect of it and making sure that that what you think is important is is also actually important and is received that way to the rest of the company. And obviously, especially your boss is, um, a, you know, just a crazy invaluable thing to check on. Um, yeah. because yeah. I mean, I always, you know, it, I think the natural tendency is for everyone to think that what they're doing at their job that they spend the majority of their day at is insanely valuable. And, you know, to really be honest with yourself on if it is or isn't, um, is, is great.
1: I love how you're owning that. And I hope listeners are taking that in because, you know, it, this is this notion of putting ourselves in other folks' shoes. And, um, do I believe absolutely that it's a boss's responsibility, by the way, to be chiming in if you see people doing good work, but perhaps it's not the highest impact or it's not the focus area. Absolutely. I do believe that that is something a boss should be leading with um, and taking the initiative to work with their folks. But, you know, we're not all perfect. And so it, I would encourage folks to take on a part of that responsibility themselves and to offer, hey, let's do a checkpoint. If, you ha- if your boss hasn't asked you for that, and for some, this is not so comfortable, right? I know that's something we would think of as a leader's responsibility. Some folks aren't as comfortable with it. Uh, but that doesn't mean that the employee doesn't, can't be comfortable with it and just reach, reach out and say, hey, you know, I've just realized I'm, you know, heads down and I've been really uh, focused on this. And I just think it'd be great to, to level set. Um, am I focused on the things that really matter most to you? Are there things that I could be doing that may have higher value? So, again, I'm not saying that folks, uh, the work that people are doing doesn't add value. It is about a prioritization of what adds the most value. Um, So I'm a bit curious in your world, Kai, share a little bit about the dynamic um, that perhaps you've experienced with bosses. I think that I'm a little bit curious about that.
2: Oh yeah. Um, So I am in um, IT um, and I know that's a giant broad term, um, but uh, very specifically in uh, infrastructure project management. Um, And so for me, Uh, I have had a number of different kind of, uh, boss personalities over the years. Um, and I think one of the the trickiest things to navigate, um, is consistently, um, usually I've been the only female in information technology in whatever aspect it is, um, whether it was on the network side or on the software side, um. So that has been, that sort of adds, um, you know, kind of a a degree of difficulty just because um, being in the the role that I have, it's very important to be clear and honest in expectations and also honest in setting boundaries, which for females can sometimes come off um, as being harsher um or being rec- you know received as as us being harsher than necessarily our male counterparts um but i have been supremely lucky to have landed at a place where that isn't an issue it had been an issue in the past but is not now but that's navigating that as you are an up and coming professional and then speaks to again being really confident in your knowledge and your value um, that's definitely been a bit tricky,
1: Bravo for you. I can empathize uh maybe more than you know on that, and I think a lot of folks who you know I'll call it a non dominant group, right in this case, it's a gender um, <laughs> difference. so when you've had the the and i and I do think that to get to a, a nirvana place is great because you you know you really appreciate those when you don't have it. Kai, when you're in the places, you know. Did people tell you you came off as, you know, I'll call it aggressive or whatever wording. I'm, I'm just really curious on how op- open people were or were not or what how you needed to reach out to level set with people to be able to keep, because I can tell you've got presence, right? And you want to be able to keep that. So I think it would be helpful for listeners to hear a little bit about how you, you navigated that internally.
2: Um. When it was brought to my attention, it wasn't by an actual like coworker. it was by an not necessarily not even my boss but um my boss's boss, you know that um they had heard a couple of uh of employees at the same sort of level um suggest that you know I was too demanding um And that I wasn't, uh, the actual word that was used was soft, that I wasn't soft enough in my ask of what needed to happen for uh, particular projects, Um, which was, it was definitely tough for me to receive just because I don't, it's not necessarily being soft in an ask, you know, when you're, when you're in charge of a project isn't, Something that I believe necessarily that my male counterparts are ever brought up on, but I I understand. I mean, obviously, even when you understand equality, it doesn't inequality. It doesn't mean that you agree with it. But you have to learn if you want to be you know successful and you want to continue in your career. It's necessary to know how to navigate that. So I really um, made sure. Uh, kind of when I attacked that problem that when I was, you know, meeting with stakeholders and um, especially when I was presenting that it was very, not, I didn't, you know, change my um, attitude, I guess, and far as, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't sort of dumb anything down. I was just very, uh, I made sure that I was very matter of fact about things. Um, and that when people did have questions, I sort of attacked it by overreaching and making sure that people really understood what I was asking and offering assistance in any way that I could. Whereas I might not have been um, so, you know, overreaching in the first place. I might not have said like, hey, if there is a follow up that we can have so that I can make sure that you're really clear and make sure that, you know, you get the best out of what I'm asking you to do. Um, I might not have, prior to that feedback, I might not have done that, but um, that was the way that I sort of engaged it.
1: Beautiful. I love this. So let's, I want to pause a bit on this because this is really important. In the moment of that feedback, Kai, do you remember how you responded?
2: Uh, In the moment of that, I think I was very, very still, both, you know, physically and mentally, just because, it's very for me. I um, I don't it just as a character trait. I don't like to you know reflexively just you know say something or do something right when it happened. I thought you know what this you know I, I'm getting this indication and I want to let them have their space to say everything that they want to say because my my initial reaction upon hearing you know, that I was harsh and not soft, um, was to, you know, in my head, I wanted to say, is that something that you would say to a, you know, a male counterpart, but understanding that they had, you know, they had multiple assets, multiple things that they wanted to address. And one of those things that went along with, you know, hearing what people had said, um, and the, and the feedback that they had gotten, was that they were actually, in addition, commending me, you know, for getting projects handled, you know, on time or before schedule under budget um, so that they understood, you know, that I did great work, but that there was, you know, a minor consensus that I, um, and again, soft is just, it's hard to receive that I think as a person um, just because that's not, you know, in business, that's not yeah. a, a a term that I'm. That's like a very personal, I think, sort yeah. of observation. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 Let me. This is so this is I, Yeah, <laughs> let me share a few things um, for folks. So, this notion of the the feedback, so the freezing thing I get to this is the emotional intelligence, like what's going on for me, and anytime anyone is willing to share something. We do think of it as a gift, so it can be helpful just to be like, you know, you try to soften the the the, the facial expression. Just say, you know, thank you. Doesn't mean you agree with everything, but but you're saying thank you because it is a real gift. So I'm just fast forwarding for some of our listeners. And then, you know, in, in this in the spirit of being a bit more part of the solution, you 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 want to understand that, and then you 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 can you know, take the, the takeaway, I'm hearing this, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and here's some things I'm gonna work on. And then I do wanna offer and just say, um, I, I'm not sure if I were, in this case, male, um, if that would be uh, the kind of language that you would use. I'm not making it right or wrong. I just wanna offer, you know, that we be aware of that. So you're not even asking for something done about it yet, but you have to start with awareness. And so when someone says, you know, you're not soft enough, they it didn't dawn on them that that was kind of weird because I wouldn't go to a guy and say that you're not soft enough. And so you're just helping people realize, huh, that that's something that it, it's an unconscious bias sort of thing. Um, no one's meaning a bad thing about it. Um, but bringing that up and just to bring it up, not necessarily solve for it, I do think it's something you can do more or less in the moment without the... I weren't, you know, you wouldn't be telling this to me if I were a guy, right? And I'm not saying it all in a snarky way. So that's really interesting. And I'm just really wondering about that language. And I'd love for, for you know, when that when someone heard that from someone else, that they would then say, soft, wait a second, what do you mean by soft? And just unpacking that, because it's just a choice of words. People could choose to use other words. I wasn't that clear on that, but did that make, did that land at all, Kai? Yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It does.
1: So uh, I'm really grateful for this. I would love to continue the chat after this, but uh, we'll move on to the next caller and before I do, what um, do you have a top takeaway from our little conversation today?
2: Um, I think the the biggest thing for me, especially you know given everything that's going on, was just really like to have a self check- in about you know not only kind of reading the temperature as a whole at. You know the company that you're at, especially if you if you have taken on a lot more responsibility and your workday has expanded, it's kind of really um, that mark of like take the temperature of where you're at because just because you know things seem to be at sort of a stalemate, it doesn't mean that you can you should kind of continue on forever doing all of these. I'm not saying extra sounds um, not exactly the word that I want to do, but you know, having all of these expanded responsibilities, it's okay to, to understand or to feel like you don't want to do them forever without any sort of, um, you know, awareness or promotion or, you know, moving up kind of thing. Um, and then really uh, like taking a true look um, at the work that you do and the priorities of the company and see if if, they're, if it's as valuable as you think it is or if there are any blind spots that you're not aware of in the company's priorities that maybe you can add to. That's awesome. I definitely am going to put that on my list.
1: That's awesome. Um, You know how to reach me. If I can be helpful, uh, please let me know. And I really thank you for uh, calling in and for being part of the solution, Kai. You take good care.
2: All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay, all the way
1: from Madrid, I am thrilled to um, welcome Paloma to say it skillfully. Paloma, thanks for joining me.
3: Hello, Molly. How are you? Good morning. I'm
1: good,
3: good. We are morning. pretty far. Good afternoon. Good
1: afternoon to you. How are you?
3: Yes. Well, in the confination mode, you know that this is a. Uh, thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to talk in your program.
1: Well, I appreciate our uh, back and forth mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and calling in later in your afternoon. So do you have a situation or a tough conversation? Love to hear what's on your mind.
3: Well, first of all, I, I, I want to introduce myself just a little, just uh, to the audience to to know a little bit about me. Uh, I work as a headhunter in my own company. It's called Seed. It's located in Madrid in Spain. And we work uh, uh, very tough looking for the best talented candidates in order to fill all kind of vacancies, especially, uh, mainly uh, related to digital transformation, to big data, and all kind of vacancies that code in the end. So the main challenge we face on a daily basis is to continually be centered in people, rather to to be centered in a technical uh, knowledge, which is extremely important for us. Uh, we, we want to give the candidates the power to change the world in order to change their own life. Okay, so everybody, it's a, a contributing of, of making a better world just because they are making uh, and improving their his own life and the life uh, that the people they work with. Okay, uh, of course we are focusing on technical profiles, uh, but uh, our main task is to face real human candidates with a personal approach and with the transparent communications. Only uh, focus in human centered. Okay. Got it. It's important for them in able to lead multidisciplinary teams. So uh, um, it is also important to be uh, um, to know into deep all the skills of the people in this new environment. So for me, uh, the main task to share with you today is that people might know deeply which are the competences they have uh, and to make a SWOT matrix. Uh, there are uh, very important new skills that we are considering in new this uh, big data transformation, which are critical thinking, flexibility, empathy, the capability to work in a stressful environment, the frustration tolerance, the resilience, so even though we are seniors and we are we didn't study a very huge, uh, a very specific technical IT uh, career, um, my approaching to you today is to to encourage the people that uh, uh, to study or to train uh, just to know the the new way of of thinking in IT. Uh, deep technologies just to know which is the meaning of each word, which is the meaning of each necessity. It's not important to know how to code, but it's imp- extremely important to know the words and which are the meaning of them in order to uh, establish good leadership trends uh, for extremely high technical people. So, Great. uh Take it into account that we are now in a pandemic uh, environment. Uh, um, I think it's a good idea uh, to start to study uh, something new. Uh, well, we are, there are free tutorials in in internet to know technical new um, code uh, languages, but. Uh, for one, for those who want to reorient their career, the most important tip I can give is to take advantage of your knowledge of the sector and look for, gener- for syner- uh, synergies. Excuse me, uh, in, in supplier clients or competitors, just in case you want to to make uh, a, a move in, in, yeah. in to another company.
1: Yeah. So, Pelham, I think I'm hearing you um, and I think it's great how you're helping people to, um, Mm -hmm. you know, switch and, and, um, you know, to fulfill their own um, potential, but also to add to organizations and putting them in the right role as a headhunter. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. So just to summarize, I think I'm hearing you say, you know, there's a lot of technical skills as a senior people. Obviously, you need to understand them enough to be able to, to lead them, but it's not about the code per se. And I'm hearing you mm-hmm. stress that there, the resilience, the soft skills, the ability um, to communicate clearly, and, you know, I think a lot about what's behind Say It Skillfully is very important. Is that is that what I'm hearing
3: you say? Yes, skillful leaders. Uh, that are flexible, for example, that are uh, good leaders in the distance. Right now we, we need to be at home in confination. Uh, that are open uh, to listen to others that are making good feedbacks, for example. Yeah. Yeah. That are yeah. in a positive mood always. And facing the problems and, and giving the right words are absolutely important nowadays. Yes. Because now yeah. at home, we are kind of, I don't know, without orientation. And this uh, leadership in distance becomes uh, absolutely critical and very, very important.
1: Yes. Yeah. I really appreciate your stressing that point. And I think for leaders listening, um, it's, a, it's a moment to really step up into that. And for the folks um, in the ranks to be able to ask for what you need is also important. So, Paloma, I'm going to thank you Mm -hmm. for joining the show today, and we'll keep in touch on LinkedIn. You take care. I appreciate your being part of the solution. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay, we're coming back to America here on the West Coast, and I am delighted to welcome Aditya to the show. Aditya, thanks for joining me.
4: Good morning, Molly. How are you?
1: I am doing very, very well. I uh, and I'm very curious about whatever sensitive situation or tough conversation you have on your mind.
4: Of course, and thank you for the opportunity. Though I think uh, this is a great uh, channel to sort of hear your uh, thoughts on this and also hear other people's thoughts. Uh, so I appreciate the opportunity. So this is a problem that I think is personal to me, but I'm sure many others are facing this as well. Um, I work for a small, fast-growing uh, technology company here in the West Coast, uh, in San Diego, actually. But um, And because we're a fast-growing company and we don't have uh, too many employees, less than 10, um, our responsibilities are shared. Um, across everyone, right? And that's generally typical. Um, the problem I'm facing is that too many tasks or projects get assigned um, to me, and it's been really hard to say no because, you know, you're invested in the company um, and, and I want to get things done and because that's the way, you know, fast-growing companies work, is get things done and go on to the next activity or project. But as the workload increases, it's, it's getting really difficult to manage my time, um, even in the evenings or working on the weekends, um, and it's slowly leading to burnout, right? Um, so I'm trying to figure out a way to talk to my manager to um, convey that, you know, yes, things need to get done, but also there are just too many things. We're moving too fast if there's such a thing, and um, and we're all expected to, of course, uh, work towards perfection, um, but I also want to convey that, you know, working towards perfection means that, you know, you're wasting a lot of time um, that you could have spent on other things that are more important, right? And so spending that extra two hours working on perfecting maybe a slide deck, like uh, okay, I could have spent on something else. that that was more important. So I don't know if uh, my point's coming across um, in a clear way, but that's the kind of challenge uh, I have right now. And I want to convey that to my manager to say, you know, how that we need to slow down and we need to sort of, uh, you know, not run as fast and burn people out uh, because I'm personally feeling it. And it's been difficult to have that conversation because you need to pull your own weight in the company and then uh, and get things done and it's really
1: hard to say no. Yes. Yes. My heart is out to you. So number 1, great awareness. Arithya, I think a lot of people actually just keep on the treadmill and they keep going and they they just burn out. So good for you to be aware. Number 1. Um, and number 2 in the spirit of the organization thriving and being its best, obviously everyone cannot run around and, you know, at the, you know, 11th hour burning out. So Feel good about the fact that this is something that's needing to happen, and it's probably a great, um, you know, testament to the company's success that there's more work to be done. Right? We're we're grateful to have jobs as 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 um, for those of us that are employed. So, um, this is uh, I, I'll give you a few ideas, um, and I think first and foremost is just in your own mind is knowing that you're you're not weak one. To You're doing this really to serve the whole system and yourself. So it really is to everyone's benefit. Sometimes people feel a little bit guilty that can happen or I'm not doing enough or everyone else is sweating it out. So I should sweat too, which is what I would consider like a group think. We'll all go all off a cliff together, right? So know that inside what you're standing for is really helping everyone, including yourself. Um, and with that, this notion of a positive a natural transition for organization by the way perhaps a little bit more structure a change of of what you valued in the past may not be what you need in the future quoting our friend marshall goldsmith what got us here doesn't get us there so that i just use that as setup so that that helps you i think one have the courage to bring it up and two be very confident in doing so because that energy that you bring into a conversation is a um, a big part of teeing up a successful conversation. So I'll pause there first. Does that make sense?
4: That does make sense. And your point about the guilt is um, is, is is on target because I do get a sense of guilt because um, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm a people pleaser, or um, it feels when I say no, it feels that you know it would be held against me, you know, cause it's like mm-hmm. um, this person's not, you know, willing to do the things it needs to take to take, make the company successful or something, right? Um, yep. And a lot of, you know, as these things, ac- tasks or activities keep getting assigned and if I keep getting, saying no, I'm afraid that that would also um, put me in a bad light because that would mean that I'm somebody who's constantly saying no, even if there's a valid reason to it, Right. So yes, how do I
1: position yes. that? Because that's also a challenge. Yes. And I think uh, that a lot of folks are nodding their heads. So I think you hit the nail on the head. So two guiding principles. And I think one is serving the whole uh, and the initial approach of this being about the whole. It is about you too, for sure, but it, it's really serving the whole. And two is transparency is your friend, right? And while people may be experiencing burnout type of, um, Environments individually. If we haven't gotten it out into what I call the shared reality in the open air, it actually isn't transparent for everyone. Like you think everyone else thinks that they're burning out or working too hard, but the opportunity is to put it out there, and that just calls on a bit of observation skill without necessarily uh, creating an ask. So let's just just real role model how we might potentially go into this, and let's just say uh, Alex is the boss. You know, Alex. I've been noticing some things going on for me and in the company. Um, and I'd love to talk to you about them. I think there's a way that maybe we're at a transition in the company. I think we have a chance to to rethink how we're working and be better. Okay. So something short and tight, but it is about being better. Um, and it is a bit about asking permission. Is this a good time? So if, if you know, and they say, well, now, okay, great. When is a good time? So at least you're landing them in a, in a mindset where they're, open to that because you know we don't know what's going on for our boss right So you get with Alex, okay, great, this is not oh great. so Alex, here's the thing. I then acknowledge the what Alex has done, where the organization is, the opportunity, whatever's genuine for you about the, the gratitude you have for being there and having the opportunity to have all this work because that's starting it out in an acknowledging and in a positive sense, right so that they it, it also okay. you know I think it's honoring them. Okay, so you're taking care of that other person, and so you know what I'm experiencing. And and if you are afraid of coming across as I'm not pulling my weight, um, or you do feel guilty again, being transparent, I don't want to be perceived as not pulling my weight because I really want to be, you know, top of the the pack here and leading the team. You know, I have to admit, I I sometimes I feel a little bit guilty even having this conversation. I'm having it though because I think it's something that. Um, needs to be said f- for us to be our best so again any of the kind of concerns you have about you coming across a certain way just be open with them because that way you know you're 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 putting it out and, and then you and alex can can both work with that and then it might be okay and and I think it's it's, it's helpful if you have a different way of thinking about it, but I also want to encourage folks, if you have a problem but you don't have a solution, you still need to bring it up. You know, The worst thing that we've heard is, don't come to me if you don't have a solution to your problem. Well, you know, then people just keep all the problems buried and no one knows about them, but you might offer, this is what I'm experiencing, what I'm noticing. Um, you know, In this case, I think the perfection, you know, one of the things that's gotten us to where we are is we've really been about perfection. And I'm wondering if 90% is, is good enough now, and, and actually is the right thing to do because with that 10%, we can put that to other uses. So again, you're not necessarily advocating this is the way to go, but you're starting to create um, the question of, should we at least consider you know, what perfection, what, what good enough is for the company? Um, and then in terms of workflow, the person may not know just to say, hey, just to share, and I'm not trying to whine at all, but here's kind of how my last 15 hours went And it's a little frustrating because I don't really want to work 15 hours. I don't think you want me to work 15 hours. And I'm not sure that my effort to output ratio is where we want it to be. So again, we're not advocating, you're not saying I need to shift anything, but at least you're getting out there what's going on. And then the person may say, you know, God, I'm working 16 hours. I say, you know what, then your question is, God, do we want to be working 15 and 16 hours? so I think I'm not getting to yeah. solving for it yet, but you're starting to introduce this. And so, you know, it's, what do you think we should do? You know, how about if we think about really clearly for each of us, what are the key jobs to be done? You know, I'm a, I'm a value coach and one of the key things I learned from that is just really thinking about what are the high priority jobs to be done, what success look like and when, making sure that everyone knows what the, the eye on the prize is. And it may mean that there's a lot of stuff that's good work. Like previous caller, there's a lot of things that we do that are good, but they're not great. So let's give ourselves permission to drop the things that are only good, but not great. And if we all focus on great or amazing, right, that's going to be best for the organization. So let me pause. How's that mandate for you?
4: That's, that's great. Thank you. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. What I'm hearing is that um, even if, is just putting it out there in a transparent and a respectful way? Um, so the message is coming across even even if it's you know just breaching the subject slowly over time may also work for me. I'm thinking now, just open up with the topic, don't have to say anything that needs to be solved right now, but just airing out you know what I am experiencing, and then maybe have that deeper conversation like a week after. Or something so they're primed um, for for the frustration or, or for that difficult conversation. I think that might work for me.
1: Okay, that's a great way to think about it. I also want to encourage something because someone said this to me um, recently. Oh, this is going to going to be a hard chat, and I'm not. Um, I don't want to pretend that it's a simple, easy thing, um, or trivialize that it might feel difficult. But I do want to offer being aware of the fact that wow, I'm thinking that this is hard. And I'm it is what it is. If you want to label it and make it hard, it could make it even harder. And you know, I quote my nephew, so great, he's playing basketball. I said, you know, you keep getting these balls and say, what do you think when you're throwing the ball? Because oh I think this is easy. <laughs> I'm like, of course. Why not think it's easy? So I just there's another opportunity for that internal conversation that you have. To say, okay, well, I could think that this is hard or I could pretend the person isn't going to you know, receive it well when I really have no idea. So how about if I think that this is going to go great? And that in this, in, in, in I, I know this sounds a little bit hokey, but in some ways it's a Superman thing. You're going in and, and really helping save the day for everyone because nobody wants to work, overwork, and, and not get as much done. So I just offer that is to play around with your relationship with yourself, you know, and saying, "Hey, you know, here I am. I really want to do the right thing." You're not necessarily saying you're right, but you're saying that's your intention. So you have a positive intention, Aditya, and to go in and say, "Gosh, if I can be this for the company, you could help the company um, rethink how you're working in this period so that you're all better." And in which case, you might think, "Well, why would I wait to have that conversation?" So let me pause on that. How's that landing?
4: Yeah, yeah, that that makes that makes total sense. Does it make sense, Molly, to approach this with the United Front? Like, do I, should I talk to my colleagues and just figure out what they're experiencing as well before I take this?
1: That's absolutely, and I, yeah, that's absolutely an option. And some, I think, some people might be worried again. Worried, oh, it's going to look like we're ganging up on people totally valid. Mm-hmm. I think it's, yep. again, it's the conversation saying, Hey, I've, I'm experiencing this. I don't want to project what's going on for me on you, but I'm just seeking to understand. And I'm just, you know, if I'm the only one and everyone's working four hours and you guys are on the beach clipping coupons, good for you. What am I doing wrong? Right. But just say, I'm just curious, not into venting session, but Hey, what's going on for you? creating the shared reality amongst you folks. Oh, so you have a little bit of frustration too. Hey, let's normalize it because we're growing and we're succeeding. So that none of this is bad per se. There's no need to label it. Okay. So then you might just say, I chatted with some folks and um, Alex, here's some things that I learned. I, I don't want to come across as ganging up at all. I just really wanted to make sure I wasn't the lone wolf on this. Um, and maybe as a result of talking to folks, you, you have a way forward. Maybe it's like, you know, maybe we just have a working session and just get out, you know, some white papers and figure out who's doing what, um, and ensure that it's crystal clear for everybody so that you know, we can all use our time really efficiently. What do you think about that, Alex?
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I can put it the way you did, but I will right. try Um, <laughs>
1: You can do it. Um, I just want then, you know I am cheering um, for you. You can do this. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Thank you. That gives me some confidence. So that's good. I'll I'll share what what happens with you later once I have that conversation. Um, do you have time for just one more quick question?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay.
4: Um, this is slightly off topic, but this is just relating to the work from home situation that we're all experiencing. Uh, which is just compounding the issue that uh, we were just talking about, uh, about working long hours. And I don't know if this is anecdotal, but um, other friends, colleagues have ex- have told me they were, they're experiencing more workload as a result of work from home. Um, do you have any tips on how to manage that? I read a great quote somewhere that uh, said, you're not working from home, you're working at home during a crisis, So that puts things in a different perspective, right? So, Do you have any tips on how to manage um, these long hours because we're working from home?
1: Yeah, I I do. And I appreciate you bringing this up because I'm observing my niece do this. (laughs) Just like, it's like, we're talking, you know, like 16 hours, it's a lot. And it's one thing if it's a short sprint, you know, we all know sometimes you gotta like dig in, but this, you know, could be a while. I, I think the opportunity is again creating the transparency for the hours that are going on and because it's not fair for anybody to to think that a boss or another colleague has any idea how how much we are we are not working and so um i think it's not in a a way to be a martyr or in a complaining way but again as a noticing way and to say you know i realize we're in um a, a situation where you know my home is my office. I, I'm wondering if f- any folks are having boundary sorts of um, challenges, cause I think I'm having one and I would love to have a conversation about this to support the whole team and um, and introduce it again as, as a, a topic that I think affects everybody. Cause it's not about generally, it's not just about one person. Um, and I think if you do that in a group setting, people don't feel like it's, well, I feel like I have so much work and it's just me. Um, and it, in some cases, perhaps the workload isn't been divided evenly because of whatever. So you're, again, creating transparency for a group. And in a team, we want all the team members to thrive and we want the team members to thrive because that means the team thrives. So I would encourage um, an openness and approaching um, a boss and just saying, hey, you know, can we do a checkpoint and see how we're doing as a team? And You know, I would think that most of the leaders that I've been working with really are concerned and wanting to do the right thing, and they themselves may be a bit overwhelmed. So it's not okay for it to roll down hills. So we want to be able to address that at the source and figure out how together we can support each other. Um, The thing about breaks… The breaks and types of thing, by the way. So some people I think are it's like, I, I feel like I need to be online all the time. And I'm pretty sure your boss doesn't think you want to be online all the time. So just create um, understanding with the, the team. Sometimes some people work out during the day. I mean, I was someone who worked out a lot. My team could work at any time they wanted to. So you just carve out you know, what is okay because we, we're in it for the long haul. This is not, you know, some short sprint thing. We need to create a, a mechanism that's going to help people get through the next month and then the next month and the next month. Um, so encourage your friends in terms of that energy positive. I want to be able to, to have a, you know, a, a positive experience from this and be better from our having an office at home. Um, so I'd like to put this out for, for all of us to talk about and, you know, I would be surprised if leaders aren't open to that, and, and I'm happy to entertain that on the next call if that's if that's something that um, folks are encountering. How's that? Great.
4: that's good. That's great. Thanks. Um, well, it makes me feel a little better at least. So, um, well, um, that's all I had, Molly. This has been super helpful. I've, um, I'm going to try to put some of these recommendations uh, into practice and um, see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Do you have? We had a little chat here. We have one particular top takeaway.
4: Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's transparency uh, without guilt. I think that'll be my top takeaway. Even if there is no outcome from the conversation, I think I need to be comfortable with that. But making sure the information is out there um, so everybody's on the same page.
1: Beautiful. I love it. Uh, You know how to reach me. I am cheering for you. And please loop back um, if I can be of help. And I appreciate your being part of the solution.
4: Perfect. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Have a great rest of your week.
1: You do take good care. Okay. I have one scenario from um, a uh, LinkedIn um, follower, and she asked for self-coaching. So a little bit of self-coaching. So uh, invited to join a board of a volunteer organization, which was a great honor. Um, She wasn't even quite sure how she got um, selected, but she did have some mixed emotion. And I find folks have this a lot where they have a new opportunity. They're very excited about it. At the same time, there's an underlying fear of not being able to uh, meet the expectations um, and a bit of a lack of confidence. And so I just want to offer some ways for folks um, where this is something that comes up for you is first your own self-awareness. Um, if you have you know, a bit of a confidence thing, just appreciating how that may have come to be and there may have been an extreme stress or a bit of a trauma where you really weren't supported. Um, so sometimes it can help just to understand how that lack of confidence happened, uh, not to make it or judge it, but just to understand it. Um, and then to appreciate that lack of confidence or anything that may seem negative may have served you. And in some cases, perhaps it served you because you, know, you didn't try something and you didn't fail. You know, Not again, making it uh, good or bad or right or wrong, but just to understand sometimes um, something that we perceive as negative actually did serve us. And to get in that relationship, be in relationship with that aspect of you. For example, I can be very impatient and I hate that about myself, but in some ways that has served me, right? Sense of urgency. So realizing that it's a part of you, not to make it an organ rejection thing, but to be able to be at one with it. The second thing is that others perceive what you exude. So you have a choice and you may not be fully confident, but come across confident because you're there for a reason. You're in your job for a reason, you're promoted for a reason and own it. Realize that you're there and it's a real opportunity. and that the differences that we have, again, sometimes I think it can be hard, simply everybody is the same, we're different. That's where you add the most value. Your uniqueness contributes um, really the greatest. And um, in these, in situations of going into something new, you know, what's the worst ca- that can happen? And typically, it's not that bad. And so I just want to offer that you know, leaning in, being positive about that unknown, even though it's a little bit scary, that's where all the growth is. Um, Okay. So my thought for the week, uh, and it's been a hard week. So my heart is very open. I would ask folks to resist any temptation to judge when you've not walked in someone else's shoes. Choose compassion instead. I think of compassion as the ability to sit with an open heart in the presence of unpleasant states. Thank you, Soren Gordheimer, on that. Um, So open your heart to feel people's pain Ask what you can do to help, uh, especially in a way that empowers others to help themselves. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. So that's a wrap. Please be part of the solution. Kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways. And no, I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life.